Hello, all sentient beings, and welcome to the Transmissions Podcast, where we talk all Hasbro, Dakara, and third party. On the special episode of Transmissions, Daryl and I sit down with Brian Volkweiss, the creator of the Netflix original series, The Toys That Made Us. We talk about Brian's history of collecting toys, what we'll see in the episodes coming out on May 25th, and what to expect in the future from the series. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode of Transmissions. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Transmissions. I am Daryl, the Cybertronian Beast, and I am accompanied by Jeremy. Hello. A.K.A. Yakko. (laughs) And we've got a really special episode for you today. As we've been given the opportunity to chat with the creator of the Netflix show, The Toys That Made Us, and talk about the upcoming series in general, and specifically the Transformers episode that is being released on May 25th. If you're not aware, The Toys That Made Us is a Netflix show created by Brian Volk Weiss, who if you were to look up his IMDb page, you'd see that he is an accomplished executive producer of many stand-up comedy specials. Thanks for joining us today, Brian. Thank you. So I, I don't know about the rest of you guys, but I, I wasn't uh, grown in a lab or from a tube. So that means that I spent the formative years of my childhood playing with toys. Uh, I believe that's probably the greatest draw of your show and its nostalgic appeal. Uh, we were all kids once playing with toys without a care in the world. And for one episode at a time, we're transported back there. Um, you want to tell us what the genesis behind this show was? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've, you know, I was an only child, and people always say to me, "Why do you love toys so much?" And the only thing I can think of is, you know, because I was an only child. Uh, you know, I didn't have a lot of people around, so I maybe more than a child with siblings. Uh, for lack of a better word, bonded uh, with my toys. So I, I do not remember a time where I was not even really into toys. Like people always knew me like, oh, there's Barney, he has a lot of toys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then okay. The second thing was I noticed over the years that, like, for example, you could go into a bookstore and there would be like a dozen books about the War of 1812 and like, no books about the origin of Transformers. No books about the origin of He-Man or Star Wars toys. So I was like, this is crazy. And no disrespect to the War of 1812, but it's like Transformers and G.I. Joe and He-Man, like they have touched maybe at this point over a billion lives, maybe a couple billion lives at this point. So why is it so hard to understand and learn about where did Optimus Prime come from? Where did Cobra Commander come from? And that really was the inspiration. Um, I cannot believe to this minute that we are basically the first company to make uh, a documentary about the Transformers. Like that seems to me like 50 people should have done that before us, but for whatever reason, um, it never happened. So, I feel very lucky and blessed uh, that we were the, the people to, to, to get it done. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's surprising after the popularity of the 2007 movie that it hadn't happened before now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so what do you collect yourself? I, my main thing that I collect, um, is Star Wars. So everything okay. starts with Star Wars. My career, uh, was decided by Star Wars. Everything about my life was changed by Star Wars. So Star Wars is in a category all by itself. Second place, uh, would probably be a tie between G.I. Joe and Transformers. Um, and then I'm a huge Lego fanatic. Um, I've, I've been collecting Lego since, you know, probably three years old. And then the other thing I always forget about, and every time people hear me talk about it, they're like, you forgot to mention Batman. I am a huge Batman collector, so I'm very happy. This is one of the very few interviews where I actually remember during the interview to say it. <laughs> uh, I have an entire Batman shelf, so I love me some Batman. Um, and then I'm also into some weird stuff. Not weird, but I'm into some less than huge. Like, I'm obsessed with anything Dune-related. Um, I okay. love the toys. I love the movie. Um, I'm extremely into Robotech toys. Um, so that, that, that covers, between all of that, that's probably about 90% of my collection. That's great. If you, if you had to get rid of everything and, and narrow it down to one item, could you do it? Question based on the nostalgia connection to me or like just my favorite shit or it's, it's, money value. Well, it's more, more like the, the question of if your house burned down and you were only able to grab one thing. Well, funny you should ask because I live in LA. Uh, we had to evacuate our house last year. Oh no. And uh, yeah. So I'll tell you what I grabbed, uh, and I'm not saying this was the perfect thing to grab, uh, but uh, I have a um, MOC uh, Death Star droid um, that I grabbed. I grabbed, I have the Millennium Falcon uh, that I played with when I was a kid, um, so I saved that as well. And I'm trying to think, what else did I grab? There was something else I grabbed. Um, I definitely grabbed those two. There's something I have in my collection that's not like a toy toy, but it's without a doubt the most valuable thing in the house, and I forgot to bring that, ironically. <laughs> uh, and it easily uh, could have fit in my car. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, like I said, there's nostalgia reasons, there's financial reasons, and then there's just, like, cool shit reasons. Um, and depending on which of those, uh, would definitely depend on if I could only take one thing, uh, what it would be. Yeah. Now, looking at your IMDB page, you have had some contact with some very famous people over the years, and it's known that Walking Dead creator Robert Kirkman is a Transformers collector. In your line of work, have you ever come across anybody else that's uh, well-known and into, you know, really quote-unquote nerdy things? Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Um, I, I had a conversation uh, with Coolio uh, many years ago uh, about Star Trek toys uh, that uh, 
by the end of it, people were like, his people were like, uh, hey, dude, uh, we got to get out of here. Like, it was like 100 people waiting for you uh, across town. So I did have a very big conversation with him about Star Trek toys uh, that always cracked me up. Um, that's a great question. Uh, never, never been asked that before. You, you never think that, you know, they were kids just like you before they were big and cool and everything. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 No, absolutely. So, um, yeah, that's that's probably one of the more um, one of the people I remember having like a, a real. Uh, but, you know, one of the cool things is about the first season being out is a lot of artists who I work with now are very like, oh, my God, I saw that show. I love this. I love that. Um, like, so that's, it's, it's allowed me to see a side of people. Like I, a lot of people in the comedy world don't know that I'm a big toy nerd. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of the artists, I don't know that they're toy nerds. So the show has allowed us for lack of a better expression to come together. Exactly. Yeah. Now to, to get into the toys a bit, you know, cause that's what the show's all about. Kids in general have been playing with, you know, toys in one shape or another since the dawn of time. But there's been a point in history where there's a there was a definitive toy industry kind of appear. Why have you focused on the the 70s and 80s uh, as opposed to, you know, 50s and 60s? Because there, there were, you know, some really good toys in that area. Or, I mean, you could go back as far as the 1900s, you know, for tin toys or dolls back in the 1800s. You know, I'm going to be very honest with you. I'm going to give you two answers. They're both correct. Um, number one, uh, I was very blessed uh, that after seven years of trying to sell the show, Netflix bought it. And then on top of it, Netflix was kind of like, we trust you. You're the toy expert. You do what you want. So I got to do what I want. Um, and I'm born in 1976. And... I wanted to do the toys that I wanted to do that I was interested in. Uh, and by the way, I'm getting a lot of flack uh, for doing a whole episode about Star Trek toys. Uh, but again, it was, you know, I didn't know if I'd be able to make any more or not. So, you know, I was like, uh, you know, I love Star Trek toys. There's a show there. We're going to do it. But yeah. anyway, sorry, I am meandering. No, um, no, and then the other reason I did it was, you know, a lot of people that played with toys in the 50s, 40s, 30s, and 20s, they're not watching Netflix because they're dead. And <laughs> I like to make more TV shows than less TV shows, especially when it's my baby, a show about toys. So it was very clear to me, you know, one of the things that all the toys have in common, by the way, if you didn't notice this, is... Uh, within reason, uh, the one exception is kind of He-Man, though people don't like to admit that. Um, they have been in production nonstop. So you got somebody like me, who's almost 42, that played with Transformers. And, you know, my son, who just turned three, is playing with Transformers. So in addition to the fact that neither my son nor myself have died, uh, like the people who played with toys in the 50s, or the 40s, or the 30s, um, you're getting me, you're getting the people in between my son and I, and you're getting my son. And God willing, they all have Netflix accounts. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's good. I mean, the moral is know your audience. Make a show for the living ones. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, you try. And I, 
I don't know if people would agree with me or not, but I do feel like we did a good job with uh, G.I. Joe and Barbie that obviously have a significant amount of history before the 80s. I, I do think uh, we, we covered them enough to understand what happened, um, but also did it in a way so it didn't feel rushed. You know, I feel the end of the Star Wars episode is a little bit rushed as it relates to new stuff that was coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing where I'm like, yeah, I wish, uh, I wish we had so put in an extra 30. To... Yeah, that, that was the whole problem with Star Wars in particular. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's tough, you know, you got to make decisions and pray to God, a uh, significant percentage of the majority, uh, will agree with decisions you made, uh, you know, sometimes a year before you know. Mm-hmm. So what do you think has been the biggest contributor to modern pop culture in the last 20 years that's made programs like yours, uh, and the prevalence and, and acceptance of toy collecting culture possible? I think that YouTube is a huge, uh, basically I'd say two things, and I'm not saying this because our show is on Netflix. If our show was on another network, I would still say this about Netflix, but I think a lot of it is about uh, Netflix and YouTube. You know, a great example, I told you earlier, I have a huge Robotech collection. I have been collecting Robotech since high school. I'll tell you something crazy. I never saw Robotech until about a year and a half ago. The reason why I collected it was I thought the designs of the mechs was gorgeous. And I thought they were so beautiful. And this is the only toy I did this with that I wanted to have them in my collection because they were beautiful. But I didn't know what anything was. Then, thanks to, Ro- thanks to Netflix, hey, there's Robotech. So I got to watch it two Christmases ago. And I think Netflix does that for a lot. Like... I remember my wife got Netflix, so I didn't even get it. She got it, and mm-hmm. I was like, all right, what's this? And she's like, well, you know, it's everything ever. It was, you know, now it's, just hit play. It's there. Search it. And I'm like, well, I never saw the Quantum Leap pilot. Huh. Oh. There it is. I never <laughs> saw the Knight Rider pilot. Hey, there it is. So once you had that ability to see stuff you had never seen or forgotten about, that really helped, I think, permeate and spread uh, not just current pop culture, but past pop culture. And then YouTube, I feel, operates under a similar theory, but it's just done in much smaller chunks, which allows it to spread faster and be used more frequently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I, I watch a, a lot of like comic book history stuff on YouTube all the time. Just completely fan-made, and it's great. Yeah. We have that in common. <laughs> now, uh, something that's happening recently um, with uh, that's kind of affecting toy collecting is uh, the death of brick and mortar stores. And one of the biggest is obviously Toys R Us. Um, I, I'm curious as to what your thoughts are on this. You guys did make a, a you you kind of retweeted a post about uh, to, uh, Toys R Us and, and it's, uh, you know, the status of it on, on your Facebook page. So um, you guys are aware of, of it, obviously, and it's pretty big news. So do you think that, uh, you know, kids need dedicated toy stores or will the aisles in their Walmarts and Targets be enough? I will give you two answers that are contradictory. Uh, the first answer is I find it absolutely 
gut-wrenching and heartbreaking that Toys R Us is going out of business. I, I think it is horrible. I think it is depressing. Uh, I have a two-week-old son, and I am praying to God that, uh, you know, you're not supposed to take a kid out for a month. I'm praying to God they're at least still open in two more weeks, so at least my son can say, my newest son, that he was in a Toys R Us. <laughs> so I, 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 I am flummoxed personally. Like, I for my whole life, there's a new Star Wars movie out, Solo. Uh, is there any toys? I go to Toys R Us, walk around, find it, buy it. Mm-hmm. I, what am I supposed to do now? Uh, go to Target, get one thing. Go to Walmart, get another thing. Go to Walgreens, get another. Like, yeah, this is blowing my mind. But here's the thing: like, the world changes, things change. So, whatever ends up happening, it, it'll be fine. People will still buy toys. They're not going to go away. It's just going to be different. But do I think it'll be worse? I do, but I'm almost forty-two. I bet you if you interview my son or daughter in 40 years, they'd be like, Dad, we had plenty of toys and don't even remember Toys R Us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is a Transformers podcast. Talk about Transformers a bit because that's one of the episodes coming up in season two. Now, um, your, uh, do you remember what your first Transformer was? Yes, and this is super weird. No one's asked me that before. Great question. (laughs) So I don't know how this happened, and I have asked my mom, and she doesn't know either, and I did not grow up in a family with a lot of money, so this is a huge mystery. But basically, my first Transformers were Takara original uh, Takara transform or whatever Takara uh, the Diaclones. Diaclones. So oh, I yeah. grew up. My the first one that I remember is the red Sunstreaker. Like I never had the yellow Sunstreaker, but of course at the time, like people made fun of me for not having the yellow Sunstreaker. So the, I don't know if that's the first one I had, but that's the first one I remember. And like I said, I said to my mom, I'm like, did you go to, was there like a bargain basement? Like, like, where does this come from? And she's like, I have no idea. I just bought shit and gave it to you. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Yeah. And I, like, I remember where I played with it. Um, like, I remember everything about it. But I, I also remember Optimus Prime. Uh, by the way, I remember getting Megatron and being like, can I curse? Or am, I, am I allowed to curse? Oh, yeah. Go nuts. <laughs> yeah, I remember getting Megatron, and of course I didn't say it, so as a kid, I was thinking, what the fuck is this? I look like a robot. <laughs> so I, 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 had, I had Megatron, but I never played with Megatron, ever. Um, so, uh, you know, and you know, one of the things that is always funny for kids these days with the Internet is, you know, I remember being a kid, and all of a sudden the, the, the little Transformer symbols you would push and the colors would change. Now I know why they were there. I just remember them not being there and then them being there and be like, oh, what is this? By the way, I also know, I don't know his name, but I do know my last Transformer. I'm sure you'll know. Okay. He was a green and yellow tank uh, whose driver became his head. And when you plugged him in, <laughs> all these things on his chest moved to show you how strong and fast he was. Yeah, that's Hardhead. I was a headmaster. Yes, yes. 
Yeah. Hardhead. That was my last Transformer. Yeah, yeah he's fun. Yeah. They just remade him this year or last year. Yeah. They they made a new version of him. Yeah. Uh, the toy, the one I always wanted but never had, but now I have it, uh, was Omega Supreme. I oh, was that's obsessed a good with Omega Supreme. And you know what's funny? When I was a kid, yeah. I was always so angry that I didn't get Omega Supreme. And now as an adult, and knowing what my parents were making when I was a kid and how expensive Transformers were, I'm like, how the hell did you even pay for the other one? <laughs> yeah. It's like you realize how lucky you actually yeah. were. Yeah. I mean, they, they Transformers are really expensive compared to everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Omega Supreme was was my kind of grail as a kid as well, and and I recently in the last couple of year in the last year or so I got I got a fully functioning o- Omega Supreme as well, and and I just I I'm in I'm in heaven. <laughs> uh, I have a statue of them, and I have the original. I have oh, a beautiful great. like eighteen inch tall statue of them. Now, in the preview images that you guys have shared on Twitter, that we've seen that you uh, Japan, which I'm looking forward to seeing what you guys got done there. Um, but you also showed off that you got to look at a rarely seen fo- uh, prototype for G1 Unicron, uh, the figure, a figure that we know never saw the light of day. Um, are there were there any other rare prototypes that we can expect to see in the show? Yes, quite a bit. That's, That's amazing. amazing. Um, can uh, with uh, with looking at all of the you know you're you're taking a look back now into the history of transformers and one of the biggest things about transformers back in the day was they weren't the only transforming robot toy uh they basically competed head to head with gobots and gobots yeah they were kind of shitty but <laughs> what do you think contributed to transformers success and domination of the market uh, you know when it you know, when you compare them to GoBots, because they GoBots were cheaper, and if you go by parent standards, cheaper is generally better. And they were out first. Yes, we we addressed this in the episode, but in my opinion as well, um, did one had a killer cartoon and one had an awful cartoon, mm. and that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Everybody saw Transformers and was like. Well, I wish my dad was Optimus Prime. Maybe my dad is Optimus Prime. Nobody thought that... What's the gray GoBot? What's that guy's name? Leader, Leader one. one. Nobody looked... I mean, Leader One was like bald, first of all. And I know Prime didn't have hair. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, he looked like a badass. But, you know, Eagle One or Leader... First of all, Leader One? Come on. So, yeah, that it was all about the cartoon. Yeah. Everything about the cartoon worked. The song was fucking brilliant. The sound effects were brilliant. Like, it was brilliant. The voice was brilliant. And then GoBots was just like, ah. It was like just leftover. It was Hanna-Barbera. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that, and that's what it was. That That's what it was. And the cartoon was so good, kids would go into a store. And, you know, we interviewed lots of people who were like, you know, my mom was like, well, I'll buy eight of these or that tractor trailer. And the kids were like, give me the tractor trailer. And that's Optimus yeah. Prime, by the way, mom. Like, so it, it, it's one of the very few examples in toy history where the more expensive competitor won. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the early 90s, 
uh, saw Transformers really take a backseat in North America. The rise of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles really kind of kicked it in the ass. Um, but And the lack of the Transformers cartoon really contributed to the brand almost dying off completely. But Europe and Japan, Transformers was still going really strong and new toys were still hitting the shelf. Excuse me, still hitting the shelves. Do you touch on European and Japanese exclusive figures? Um, we don't touch on European figures at all. We really don't talk about exclusive figures at all. Um, we cover Japan quite a bit. And I'll be honest with you, I predict a lot of Transformers fans are not going to be happy with the last 10 minutes of the episode. Uh, <laughs> similar to Star Wars, it, it's just it, it's just impossible. I mean, it, it, it's just too much stuff. We really try to keep every episode around 50 minutes. Of course. So, we really focused on uh, the lore of the Transformers, and in particular the the '80s version. And we dug really deep into mm-hmm. Takara. You know, I made the decision, right or wrong, America and the world will tell me next week. Uh, but I made the decision to dig into the Takara aspect and not Beast Wars as much, and 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 what came after Optimus. Well, my version of Optimus Prime. I think is the generally untold aspect of the Transformers. I mean, it's just a great story. You know, we, we know a lot about the Hasbro stuff. Yeah, it, it's a great story. It's an absolute great story. You know, one of the biggest surprises for me was, and again, if you're Transformers experts, which I know you are, this probably won't surprise you, but I did not realize the length of time in between, like, Takara, um, you know, all that getting started... And then when Transformers became Transformers, I mean, it was almost 10 years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of these guys had like, like imagine something you did 10 years ago is now the biggest toy in the world. <laughs> like they were, they were completely perplexed. As I'm sure you know, in Japan, um, none of the robots worked together. So they were all separate robots doing separate things, very similar to how uh, Hello Kitty is organized. Mm-hmm. When they, when the Japanese guys who made the cartoon, who made the original, you know, all, whatever, all the different lines that were combined, you know, they're watching the cartoon, being like, I mean, I don't understand. How, how is that little gun the leader of the bad guys? Why, why, why is the radio friends with the gun? Like, they were completely blown away by that. So, it, it really showed you not just the power of Hasbro in the cartoon, but also Marvel, which I assume you know as with G.I. Joe, mm-hmm. played a huge part in why these shows worked. And uh, mm-hmm. guess who also, not to beat a dead horse, guess who also didn't really have a comic book that was any good? Gobots! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, nobody goes out and says, oh, I got Gobots number one. No, it's, uh, no nobody cares about Gobots car. Exactly, yeah. We're winding down here. Um the title of your show is obviously the toys that made us, but are there any toy lines out there that, uh, that didn't make us besides go, but <laughs> well, I mean, I'll be honest with you. He man didn't make me. Hello kitty. Didn't make mm-hmm. me. Barbie didn't make me, mm-hmm. but they were still great stories. And those toys made a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, so it's not, it, there's not a single one of us that played with every toy known to man. Um, you know, I got a friend of mine. (laughs) 
<laughs> I've known this guy probably 39, 40 years. Um, when I was growing up, like I said, I got Star Wars, G.I. Joe, Transformers. You know, I had a lot of other stuff. All he had was Mask. He <laughs> had literally not a single other toy but Mask. And that's the toy that made him. His name's Peter, by the way, in case he hears this. Uh, but, yeah, that's the toy that made him. And for whatever reason, he was not attracted to any of the other toys that I was. And he's, of course, yelling at me every time he sees the show, where's the mask episode? <laughs> where's mask? <laughs> yeah. There's a small and dedicated mask. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No offense to those guys, but it's very small. <laughs> I'm chimes about, uh, but the first four episodes are a huge success. The next four are about to launch. Can you tell us anything about what's next? Greenlit for a third season, and we did start production about um, two months ago. I cannot say yet awesome. which toys we're doing. But we we started shooting about two weeks ago, and uh, we are making more. There will be so we have to redo our theme song. <laughs> awesome! And this will be another four episode drop, just like you've been doing. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. I'm so excited to hear that. That's fantastic. Um, I I don't know if you, you said you got to go. I wanted to ask one more question here. Just to, I kind of skipped it earlier. Um, Will there ever be a toy line from the modern era? I want to call it modern, but it's present day, basically, that captures the imaginations of children like Star Wars, Transformers, or or even Barbie again? Well, do, you, do you have kids? I do. I mean, how old are they? Uh, mine is almost nine. Okay. And mine's almost four. And do you not see with your kids them as inspired as we were? I I see them. I see her playing with stuff, and she does not seem to want to hang on to anything for too long. It's uh, it's <laughs> my daughter's like that too. Yeah, so it she moves on to stuff, and we have a a room full of used toys that we purge every now and then. Yeah, my daughter is the same way. Um, my son, uh, who's only three is definitely more into his toys than my daughter. Uh, my daughter is very into clothes. Uh, she's four. Um, she dresses my son. My son would, it loves not dressing <laughs> himself. So, and I don't know if this is like all boys and girls or this is just my children, but this is my children. Um, and I can see my son, yeah, he knows where all, he probably has over 100 Hot Wheels, Matchbox, whatever, he knows where all of them are. When one's missing, he goes running around looking for it. So I can definitely uh, see in my son what I saw. My daughter, by the way, probably has ten billion dollars worth of Hatchimals and all these other silly things. That's all my daughter, uh, are, are definitely uh, uh, heading to the loading dock. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. All right. Well. Um we've uh we've we are going to share the toys that made us facebook page um but are there any other places people can follow you on social media or anything like that you know we we are on instagram we uh i think we're only on instagram i'm also a, a big instagram guy and uh 
a, a great way to see some behind the scene uh, sneak peeks uh, is to follow me. Uh, so I uh, I have a tendency to uh, post things maybe a little earlier uh, than <laughs> others, or some would argue they should be posted. Um, but that's pretty much it. Okay. All right. Follow you on Instagram for for leaked images. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Straight straight from the set. Awesome. All right. Well, f- thank you very much uh, for joining us here. This was uh, this was great. I cannot wait until uh, May twenty fifth when season two drops and we get uh, we get to watch Lego Transformers, Hello Kitty, and Star Trek. Uh, I I will binge watch them all right away and maybe even watch them a second time or third time because I I just love these shows. So yeah, keep on keep on keeping on. So. Yeah, they're great. Thank you for saying that. Um, uh, it, it never gets old. I never take it for granted. And uh, I, I think you have my email address or whatever. Just just reach out to me. I'd love to know what you think. Oh, I, I will. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us, Brian. It was it was great talking to you. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your day. Nice. Bye. Thanks. Thanks, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Transmissions. Remember, you can help support the show by donating to us directly via Patreon or PayPal. Once you become a donor, you will receive access to donor-only goodies, like donor-only contests, listening to us record Transmissions live, and getting Transmissions swag at 20% off. You can find links for this at transmissionspodcast.com support. Subscribing to us on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play is also a great way to support us here at Transmissions. Every subscription we get helps us get better noticed on those services. Leaving us a comment and five-star review doesn't hurt either. Be sure to come chat with us on Discord. You will find a link for Discord at transmissionspodcast.com Discord. And of course, you can always send us an email at feedback at transmissionspodcast.com. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you again next week.